Welcome to the Bird's Eye View Podcast. I'm Jeff McLean here along with Zach Berman. And we are at AT&T Stadium where the Eagles just fell to the Cowboys 29-23 in overtime, Zach. And um, this was, uh, I don't know if it was a must-win game, but pretty damn close to it. Oh, yeah. Uh, they are now 6-7, and seven, two games behind the Cowboys in the NFC East with three games to play. There's still a chance at the wild card, but for all intents and purposes, this may have been the end of their season. Yeah, they needed this. They knew the stakes coming into it. They were honest about it during the week. They were honest about it after the game. You know, there, there was no way to to rationalize this one. Uh, you know, they had to come out here with a win if they expected to win the division. It didn't happen. Like you said, there are ways they can backdoor into the wild card. But they still have the Los Angeles Rams. They still have the Houston Texans. They'll still need help. So the reality is they need to come in here and win the game. They did not do it, and frankly, uh, they've dug themselves a hole throughout the year. They dug themselves a hole in the first half tonight. I thought the game went as the season went. All right, we'll get to their chances in the, in the uh, wild card down later on in the podcast, but I guess that you know this has kind of been the running theme of this of the season. They cannot get started. They cannot um, string together uh, for the most part. Good opening drives. They can't sustain uh, a number of drives in the first quarter. They've now scored only 28 points in uh, 13 first quarters, which is last in the NFL. They had no points uh, by halftime. And it wasn't just, I'd say, Doug Peterson's play calling. It was a combination of things. I mean, the Eagles defense couldn't keep the Dallas offense off the field. Uh, they had overwhelming um, you know, they were overwhelming uh, time of possession. But Carson Wentz looked shaky. Was early he on, he did. Yes, I, I agree. Early he looked, on. He looked early on. He looked shaky for three and a half quarters. He got going later on. He got on. going in the last uh, few drives. But for three and a half quarters, yeah. there, weren't, there I, weren't good throws. I would agree with that. And, and there weren't enough plays. There were there were too many punts. I, I, uh, well, the, well, hold on. Can I just interrupt? We were saying that Carson, we, they, there was a chance that you're going to need Carson to kind of put them on his shoulder. Yeah, oh yeah. He didn't do that. He didn't do it. He didn't, no, he he, has not, he's been good this season. He has not been good enough. I agree with that. That's that's a fair statement, and it's also the type of thing that I don't think you can just look at the stats at the end of the year and say Carson did X, Y, and Z. His, his numbers are better all across the board. Because he's had chances to win them games this year, and he hasn't done it en- enough. Now, they've lost it wasn't, six games. I'm sorry to interrupt, but they've lost six games by one score this year. It's a, it's a great point, and that's, and that's the NFL. The margin's so thin, and there are so many things you can look at tonight even that contributed to, uh, you know, the slow start. Um, I, I know there's a lot of ire from the fans about the opening kickoff, and yeah, that was a bad call. And and the game might be different if if that call goes in their favor. They have good field position. They they out they either get a touchdown or field goal in that first drive, and maybe the conversation's different now. Uh, but I look at it the same way you said. They had opportunities. Throughout the game, the offense did not get going in the first half. The defense could not get off the field in overtime. A third and nine, a fourth and one, they couldn't get off. And then special teams, Jake Elliott missed an extra point. That would have been critical. And uh, and so there's blame to go all around here. The reason they lost this game is on the flight home to Philadelphia right now. I don't think it's in the officials' locker room. All right, let's talk about that call, though. I mean, the explanation afterwards, uh, there was a pool reporter, Dallas pool reporter, that asked uh, Cleet Blackman 
uh, what exactly was behind that decision, and he kind of gave the same explanation he gave out on the field. It was a bad answer. I, I, you know, all the film that I saw of the replay, and then I saw pictures of it, had four eagles around the ball. Yes. Not a Dallas player within. And, and that's what I don't understand. And, and, like, you need to apply common sense there. There's four eagles around the ball. There's an eagle, Camus Hill comes up with the ball. I thought Lavoie uh, Reynolds did. Oh, I thought it was Camus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but either way, like, that is, yeah. I don't know who it was. It was four guys. It could yeah, have been it was, any of them. It was, it was Camus, I believe. But, uh, but they came up with, you know, there were no cowboys around the ball. I thought it was a bad call. I thought it was a clumsy explanation. But there was also, you know, 60 minutes left in the game plus overtime. Right. Um, there was another call that was questionable, I thought. The offensive pass interference? Yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, bad call. Bad call. Now, that didn't hurt them per se because they went down and they scored. But, you know, there's more time on the clock if that counts as a touchdown. Um, so, yeah, th- uh, there were bad calls against the Eagles. I just don't think I, – I, I think it's an excuse to look at this game and say they lost because of the officiating. I agree with that. I mean, there were opportunities, as you mentioned, for them to win this game. There were opportunities for them to, to not be down as much as they were. I mean, the defense, for the most part, was keeping them in the game. Russell Douglas had a really good first half, I thought. Made a number of tackles, had the interception. Um, even into the third quarter, they're only, I mean, you know, they're down, whatever, they tied it up 9-9. Nine to nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, There were opportunities, I thought, to go ahead there. Um, what a wild fourth quarter. Tied at 9-9, nine nine, tied at 16-16, tied at 23-23. I mean, you could almost just talk about the, the final 10 minutes of the game, um, and that would be enough. Uh, but, no, because like you said, and I thought you hit it on the head, and your questions after the game really touched on it as, as well, you can't ignore the slow starts. Like, this is the last Dallas game, too. They lost to Dallas in Philly the same way. Started slow, got hot in the fourth quarter, and it was the same thing after the game. You know, the resilience of the team and coming back and never say quit. you got to stop saying that. you got to win games. They're not winning games. What do you think of the decision to have? Now, look, there were a number of injuries again for the, for the Eagles. Corey Clement was lost early. It looks like his season may be over. Josh Sweat, they lost him as well. And then Sidney Jones, again, strained his hamstring. He left for a long period. Then there was one moment where he was in the huddle and then before the start of a drive, and then they took him off. That was the start of the second half, yep. Okay, they took him off. And then in the next series, he was back out there. And the Cowboys went right at him, mm-hmm. especially on one drive. You mm-hmm. know, there was one where he, he missed a tackle. Now uh, Ellie was called for a personal foul um, for using his helmet. So it didn't cost them as much. But later on, they went back at him, and they went on him on that touchdown pass to Amari Cooper. The first one. Yeah, the first one. That, that was over. Yes. Uh, you know, now, that was a great pass by Dak. Dak dropped the rainbow over him. But, you know, but Cooper but, was there. But I'm wondering if, if Jones is moving as fast as he can because he's clearly got something wrong with his hamstring. Because Doug said – because then on the next drive, he's out. Oh, it started acting up on him again. Well, is he hurt or is he, isn't he hurt? I mean, I understand Devontae Bowsby's not a great cornerback, but – if he's healthy and at that position, a cornerback, hamstrings is a significant injury. You have to run mm-hmm. and you have to be in, you know, you have to feel good to be able to run. Change like direction, yeah. So I thought that was uh, um, some peculiar uh, personnel uh, usage. I mean, it, it just continues the mysterious injury situation for the Eagles. Okay. The guys aren't getting right. Let's talk about one of Doug's big decisions or, well, yeah, one of his big decisions. Eagles tied up. I thought this was a big decision of the game. Okay, Eagles tied up with under two minutes to go. 26-26. Carson wins two straight touchdowns. Leads, uh, 23-23, excuse me. 
And on the extra point, uh, Demarcus Lawrence was called for a necessary roughness. They could have had the ball down at the one-yard line, right? Versus mm-hmm. the one and a half. One, I believe. One-yard line, right. One-yard line. Doug, in similar circumstances before, has opted to take to go for two. In this case, he does not. He kicks the extra point. The Eagles kick off. They do hold the defense and force overtime, but they lose the toss, don't get the ball back, and lose. What do you do there? I would have gone for two. And I know Doug said hindsight's always twenty twenty. When you're on the field, it's, it, it's different. This isn't hindsight for me. I was sitting next to you in the press box. I said at the time they should go for two. And, the, re- and the reason I say that isn't because you know, I think you need to be fearless or anything like that. It's just if, if you're going to, to play a certain way – in October or September, you know, or in the third quarter of a game, you should play that way all. You know, like it, he, if, if you're going to trust the numbers in that situation, trust the numbers here as well, in my opinion. And I'll put it this way: have confidence that, that that you can get one yard to win the game. I think your odds of getting one yard to win the game are better than winning a coin toss, are better than you know, you know, stopping them, whatever it may be, and uh, or, or or driving down. And I'll put it this way. Jason Garrett had confidence in his team on a fourth and one in overtime to get one yard to, to not even to win the game, just to continue the drive. Doug Peterson had one yard to go ahead and elected for the safe move. I understand that he had confidence in his defense. I understand he could take the points, but he's gone for, for a two-point conversion in that same situation before. And if you're going to believe him on the explanation, and then there's other times— that same explanation should apply here. And this is something that I've been writing about since since October. You've written about it as well. But Doug's lack of aggressiveness mm-hmm. has been kind of, you know, the opposite of what he was last year. Look, I understand. You don't want to be reckless. But I don't know if that's a reckless decision right there to go. That's not reckless. Especially there's 135 left. You're probably not going to get the ball back. And if you're playing for overtime, as you mentioned, uh, you're leaving it to 50-50 chance. Also, the toss. yeah, they, they scored – on their previous two drives. So you're feeling the offense has some momentum here. And and the Cowboys have, have moved the you know, They just had a 75-yard touchdown on you, right? On the previous drive, they had a 75-yard touchdown. The drive before they scored, correct? No, they didn't or, get punted. Or, or two drives before that. Uh, the, the, well, the Cooper touchdown yeah, earlier in the fourth quarter. That, yeah, yeah. Um, so clearly you're having issues in your secondary. Uh, I, I would have gone for two there. Trust your offense to get one yard. If you lose the game because you didn't get one yard, um, I'd, I'd feel confident if I'm Doug Peterson getting up there after the game and saying, I trusted the ball in Carson Wentz's hands to get one yard. I'll make that decision again. Didn't he go for two late in the Ravens game in 2016? Yes, he did. To win the game. Last play line. of the game. There was nothing yeah. online there, right? No. Well, I mean, they were trying. That's why you do it. Yeah. But he's, he's gone for this in the past before where they kicked the extra point. There's a penalty, and he sends his offense back on the field. I think they've converted. We have to look. We, I, I didn't have time to do the numbers on that, but I'll have to go back and look at that. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, you know, it seems like it's just been a skipping record for this for this team. And this was just another just another example of that. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, the slow starts, the Doug not being aggressive, Carson just not looking like Carson for various periods. The Eagles run defense. I mean, this is the fourth out of the last five games in which they've allowed a rusher go for more than 100 yards. Now, like, I understand Ezekiel Elliott's two of those, and he's a, he's a damn good running back. But 
I mean, Dak Prescott should not be thrown for 455 yards on you. 455 yards! 42 and 54, and he threw two interceptions. I'm with you. Um, Amari Cooper, 10, caught 10 of 13 passes for 217 yards and three touchdowns. Look, I don't know if now's the time to look at that trade, and when you compare it to, to Golden Tate, who had one catch for seven yards, but... I mean, look, I understand maybe long-term the Amari Cooper deal isn't a good one to give up a first-round pick, but that first-round pick isn't going to be as high as maybe as some people no, thought it was going to be. Look, so I, they I make the playoffs probably, and they're going to have a you know, yeah. be number 20 pick as opposed to a teen or a 10. or. A- yeah, we talked about this back when they made the trade. I, I, I like the trade more than others because I think Amari Cooper is a really good player. I think he's showing that. He's still young. Um, and the only knock I had on the price is that you got to pay him a big contract. That's it. But, uh, you know, I, I think he's better than any receiver they were going to get in the draft this year. Wait, hold, look at this. I can't believe this. I'm just looking at this now. The Eagles were one of nine on third down. Mm-hmm. One of nine. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we talked about this in the podcast the other day. Cowboys had a bad third down defense coming into this game. Cowboys had 11 penalties for 111 yards. So that was like they were helping the Eagles. Um, but look, the time of possession, 45-33 to 22-32. And the Eagles kind of, the recipe that's been working for them has been ball control, has been winning time of possession. And they couldn't get, I mean, it seemed like early on they were able to get Josh Adams going on the ground, but they went away from him a little bit. And I'm not sure, you know, I got, I, obviously I got to go through every play. There wasn't any really, there wasn't Yeah, any I mean, I don't want to sound like Joe Banner here, yeah, but... It's no coincidence they started scoring when they started throwing, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I mean, like, I I felt like maybe there were a few times, a few too many times when they were um, trying to hand it off to Adams. There were a few plays I want to point out to get your opinion on. Okay. uh, Fourth quarter, the Eagles – well, Jake Elliott, listen, we already talked about that. But um, fourth quarter, the Eagles had the ball at the uh, Dallas 11-yard line. They're down 9-6. And on second down – Wendell Smallwood's out there, and yeah, it looks I, did, I like, like Carson. It. it looks like Carson's checking to a run. He later said that that was a run call. He's probably just he's probably just a dummy. Um, what do you think about having Smallwood out there? Number one, and number two, handing off to him in that situation. Yeah, I, I don't love it there. Um, I, I think that's a spot where you can go with Sproles or Adams. Um, it's maybe, a high maybe, leverage. Maybe some. I it's mean, a high leverage situation. I don't know if I go to Smallwood in that spot. Sproles had a carry two downs earlier. Josh Adams no carries on that drive. Yeah, I, I don't so like. Why that. isn't Josh Adams out there and, and Wendell Smallwood? Is. I don't like the explanation Doug gave. Doug said because of Corey's injury, they had to put Smallwood well, in. But Josh Adams didn't have a carry that entire drive. Exactly. Bad explanation. That's a bad explanation. If Josh Adams is your lead guy, he should be out there. In fact, I agree. Josh Adams didn't have a carry. For the previous two drives. Why is Wendell Smallwood out there? Smallwood didn't have a touch last year. Or last week. Last week, Last yeah. week, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, look, I, there's, I can't defend Doug on that. Um, and I don't know if that was Deuce's call. I don't know if, Doug, if that's typically, Doug's call. Yeah, typically, it's the running back. Uh, but, uh, no, I, that, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like that sequence there. Okay, third I thought eight. they needed the score in that situation. Okay, well, third and eight. Carson Wentz throws incomplete to Zach Ertz on a slant. Mm-hmm. Doug said it was like a pick play they had designed. Yeah, I didn't see a pick, though. I didn't see a very good pick by Jeff, yeah. uh, Alshon Jeffrey. The throw is errant. 
It seemed like the timing was off. I just didn't like throwing short of the goal line in that situation. No, now, and it was around the five yard line. Yeah. Now, now they threw. The now they threw short of the goal line. So the rolls, but that was not on third uh, down. Uh, no, but I mean they threw short of the goal line in the game winning catch in the Super Bowl last year. Um, yeah, but that but was Ertz made that was, a play. They had, they had three one. It was yes. basically zero. Co- it was well, zero, that's my point. It was yeah. cover zero, and Ertz was just manned up on. on so the that's why I, I I didn't that's love that different. play. I didn't love that play based uh, against that defense. There, it was crowded in the middle of the field. Ertz didn't have much space. I like that play if you have Ertz one on one. Carson said they had soft coverage. I got to look at it again. Yeah. No, didn't like that play. I just don't. And third down, throwing short of the that short of the goal line, I don't like. Now, they did throw short again to Sproles, but that was on first down. That was on second down. Mm-hmm. And he kind of took care of the rest. That was actually closer to the goal line. But that was on second down as opposed to third down. Um, look, they did get something going. I mean, Carson Wentz, we should talk about, you know, what was going on between him and Dallas Goddard. It almost seemed like they were going with a lot of 12 personnel. There. It almost seemed like they realized that they were shading coverage towards Ertz. And it did seem like... Carson was forcing a couple things to Ertz, and they said, "Well, let's just put them in a situation where we can get got. You know, they have to pick and choose who they're going to cover, and Goddard got free because there was a 26-yard strike, and then two years, two uh, plays later, there's a third, uh, three-yard touchdown pass where Goddard was all alone in the end zone, and then you had the uh, 75-yard touchdown that was nullified by the penalty. I thought it was kind of a soft call. Mm-hmm. I think we all thought that was a soft call. The Eagles' uh, front office behind this, they certainly thought it was mm-hmm. a soft call." Um, but yeah, to, I, I like the way Goddard played tonight. To Car- yeah, to Carson. I mean, this is a guy that has been underutilized at DSM. I agree. And, and this is Golden Tate was. Kind I, of I was like, about to say that. Yeah, that that's. I mean, that just complicated it even more. They really don't know how to use their personnel. It right wasn't now. like they went to Tate a lot. They only had three targets. Nelson Aguilar only had three targets. I mean, that, Jeffrey was finally targeted nine times, but he had a, he had a drop. He had a third down drop. Um, that Tate the, trade's looking bad right now. Yep, third round pick. Um, all right, let's look real quick before we part at the uh, playoff situation here. They're actually kind of still in this thing. Yeah, now you need to root against uh, Seattle tomorrow night. Right, because, well, okay, so Seattle plays the, the Vikings. Seattle is 6-5-1. and one. I'm sorry, Seattle 7-5. and five. Minnesota is 6-5-1. Right, I, I guess you got to root for Seattle. Right now, those yeah. are the two teams that are in the wild card. If... If if this, if Seattle wins, they're still the, they're still the two teams because Minnesota will be six six and one, and the and Seattle will be eight and five because the next teams are the Eagles are six and seven, the Redskins are six and seven, the Panthers who lost to the Browns today are six and seven. They've lost five in a row, Carolina. They're reeling. Um, Tampa's still in this at five and eight. The Giants are still in this at five and eight. Mm-hmm. Um, now here's the thing you need to look at. The Vikings and the Panthers both have tiebreakers over the Eagles. And if you look at the schedules, the Vikings have the Seahawks, the Dolphins, the Lions, and the Bears. Meh. The Seahawks have the Vikings, the 49ers, the Chiefs, and the Cardinals. All right? Let's say the Seahawks are in. Let's say the Seahawks beat the Vikings. Okay. So it's down to the Vikings, the Eagles, and the Panthers, and the Redskins. The Redskins, I think, are cooked. Oh, the Giants? The Giants um, are 5-8. The, and, eight. All right, well, and the Eagles have two wins over the Giants. But let's so. look at the Panthers, because I think that may be the team that they're, they're yep. ultimately competing against. The Panthers have the Saints, the Falcons, and the Saints. That's a tough one. That's tough. That's real tough. <laughs> what are the Packers? The Packers' uh, standings are, and they fired, They won the day. 
The Packers are 5-7-1. Okay, so they're a half game behind the Eagles. So they're not out of this. No, they're a half game behind the Eagles. So if they can finish 8-7, you know, yeah, yeah, they can finish 8-7-1. It's their best. The Green Bay Packers have the Bears, Jets, and Lions, which is, you know, not, not daunting. Nope. Um, I mean, the Bears are, but they can beat the Bears. Uh, I th- well, this is real quick, the Redskins. The Redskins have the Jaguars, Titans, and Eagles. Um, the Giants... Five and eights hard, and, and and really the Eagles have yeah have the tiebreakers Titans yeah. Colts Cowboys. Um, so you're really looking at at I'd say the Panthers the the Seahawks and the Vikings. Yeah, right. Well, they're not out of it, but going down to L.A. Um, the site of Carson Wentz's season-ending injury. As a t- by the time you guys listen to this, probably it'll be the one-year anniversary of Carson Wentz suffering that injury. Um, I wrote my column about Carson. Look, I don't think there's any reason to think that Carson won't be the elite talent that we think he's going to be in this league. Um, but you have too many – you have enough of these games, you start to wonder um, if, he, if he can – Yeah, I'm, I'm not wondering. I'm, not, but I'm talking about the bar. I'm talking about the yeah. highest bar. You know okay. what I'm saying? Do you want to be stuck in a situation where you have – look, this is, this is a topic for another day because um, we, t- we could talk about this for another 20 minutes. But – you know, and he showed a lot, I think, in that in his last two drives. But it's just been he hasn't been all there this season. And I think coming back from that knee injury is probably, and it was a major one. I mean, he tore not only his ACL but it was also his LCL. It's pro- the after effects are still being felt. They weren't yeah. felt. They weren't felt when he went down last year because they won a Super Bowl. They're being felt more now. Sure, but I I think that it's it's I think there are, are other guys in the on the team and in the organization who the after effects are not of the injury, but of the Super Bowl, you're seeing yeah. that as well. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, uh, that's it here from, uh, Jerry, uh, Jerry world. Uh, I'd like to thank Jerry Jones for the beer that I'm <laughs> drinking now. One of the few owners that stills, uh, still likes to uh, keep the kegs tapped for the, uh, for the reporters. Um, it's only my second beer, Zach. I'm driving home. I'll drive I'm you back to Fort Worth, <laughs> but two beers is fine. All right, that's it for the Bird's Eye View podcast. That's Zach Berman. I'm Jeff McClain. We'll talk to you later this week.